0: Welcome, everybody, to Tap Out Talk. I'm your host, Brian the Hype Ballard, and I'm back at it again with a little bit of random NXT No Mercy thoughts and results. It was a night of title changes, it was a night of passing the torch. NXT's been in this mode, they've been in the zone. This occurred August 22nd, of 2023, from the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida. Your commentators for the evening are Booker T, Five Time, and Vic Joseph. This is, remember, my NXT rules. It is developmental territory. Two out of these five stars will not make it on the main roster long term. And this is, I warn you, training in progress to make the main roster more successful. Without further ado, let's talk about the event. Let's get in. And get in we shout. We're gonna start off the show right away with a Passing the Torch moment. We've got Braun Breaker going in a blood feud with Baron Corbin. We get the opening video package, by the way, right before this. At the No Mercy pay-per-view, or PLE. And the opening video package copies an old intro from the old school N64 No Mercy video games. That was a fun little thing. Uh, I remember, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a sub-thought when it comes to wrestling video games. I think I played them all. All the way from Nintendo on up. But, Braun immediately starts out this match. And he dove onto Corbin right before the bell. I do want to make note, Baron Corbin's not a pirate anymore. He comes out on a motorcycle in this one. But, they fight immediately into the crowd. Match hasn't even started. Corbin lands some punches as they brawl through the crowd. And people are cheering. Corbin... And it just feels a little weird, a little wrong. It must make him happy, happy Corbin. Eventually they head back to the ringside area where Bron punches out some security guys randomly. And then Corbin clotheslines Braun over the barricade back to ringside and Corbin sets Braun up through the announcer table, but boom, it doesn't break. Then a senton and then Bron moves the table. And again, it just, of course it doesn't break, right? Uh, they get into the ring eventually braun in control immediately the match is starting off and then we hit a belly-to-belly suplex always a great move to see especially from a braun breaker style technical wrestler going brawler here corbin fights back with a boot out of the corner and a diving clothesline there's a body blow from corbin for a suplex or a one and a two braun just bounces up and gets clothesline down braun fights back and slams corbin then starts landing elbows to the back of the head A running knee from Braun in the corner. Braun sets up Corbin on top rope, climbs up, but Corbin shoves him off. Only for Braun to run up and hit the super Frankensteiner. (laughs) Sorry, I had to do that. But sort out as there was a little bit of a timing issue on that one, but they do get a power slam for a two count again. Ultimately, I would say these guys gel very well together. I was pleasantly surprised and kind of glad that they went this brawling brawn baron type feud for this one it definitely felt like a little bit of a blood feud between these two Uh, but it also led into the story leading up for the weeks of them attacking each other so yes you did believe that these guys are going at it so fast forward a little bit in this match but they end up trading punches Braun avoids the end of days he cradles corbin for a one and a two Right near the ropes, but it was a little bit off, but not bad, but close line from Braun. He hits another one, then a third, um, basically sends Corbin back out of the ring. Braun heads out to the ring, runs a choke chokeslam from Corbin, puts Braun through the douse taper, and boom! This time it breaks. Naturally, Braun just sits up with not really much of it, and then he fires up, kind of going Hulkamania style, and then he spears the heck out of Corbin, back in the ring. Braun takes the straps down. Going Kurt Angle now. And he hits the... He hits Baron Corbin. Or actually, uh, to get caught up in any... Uh, basically, uh, he throws... his uh, Mr. Stone, I believe it was, into a pile of, you know, the guys on the outside because a little bit of manager distraction there. But ultimately, uh, that distraction causes Corbin to hit the end of days. And Baron Corbin wins about the... 9-minute, 30-second mark on this one. So a little quick 10-minute match. I'm okay with that. I like it. They went out of the ring, in the ring. And some people are going to complain about the timing of this matchup. You know, I kind of look at it as like, I don't think when you're in a brawling feud where you're just all over the place, I don't think timing is a thing. I mean, timing is an issue, yes, but I don't think it's something I'm going to criticize about on this one. Because these guys were so blinded with rage that they wanted to go at it. I'm okay with that. Uh, but ultimately, I did, and I will admit, I liked a Baron Corbin match. I think him and Braun Breaker gel very well together. And I think it's kind of cool that Corbin is back at NXT, kind of just helping prime Braun Breaker for a soon debut on the main roster. Moving ahead, though, we're now going to get into another Pass the Torch mode of Dominic Mysterio coming down from the main roster. Again, recently winning the NXT North American Championship. And he is going against a very, very hot crowd for Trick Williams. Trick is so over in NXT. The people love to get behind Trick. I find myself getting into the Trick Williams. It's interesting because the story through the night is can Trick and Carmelo be code champions on the NXT brand? So we get Dom immediate with a drop tip kick um, and an out the, right out of the bell and only a two count. And then um, he kind of complains. But Williams, Trick Williams with a schoolboy for a two count. And Dom complains to the ref. Williams with more attacks and a little misdirection, shoulder block, drop kick. And then Dom takes a, a quick breather. He's got to get his bearings together. Dom gets the belt and decides to walk away. Says, I'm going to do the heel thing. I'm going to get out of here. But Williams intercepts him with a clothesline to the floor. Back in the ring, Williams is scooping a slam and some strikes and some chants from the crowd for mommy. But rather than that, you know, they don't really get too much for the wrestlers, but definitely wants Rhea, right? Dom takes a break again, playing the heel rolled up. Makes Trick Williams' fame even hotter. And he sends him into the ring and gets back in. So Dom kicks the middle rope with his crotch and then sends him back to the floor. Dom lands a chop, sends Williams back to the ring. A high knee from Dom. That's barely a one and a two. And then he grabs a rest hold. They rest here for a little bit. These guys are putting on a great match in this one. Uh, I like their chemistry as well. We're two for two so far tonight. And I just feel like the Lucha heelish style of Dom mixed with the popularity of Trick, and make in mind Trick Williams has developed in NXT you want to talk training and progress I'm starting to become a little bit of a Trick Williams fan, so actually we get a little bit fast forward, Dom hits a 619 in the back of the head, tries a super kick but misses, Williams hits Lee by accident, Lee is down on the outside now but Williams avoids a corner charge and hits a neck breaker and this time he just can't get a three count we get a tornado kick from Williams and we get another two count Dom not really let go of those two counts but they bag out in the corner Dom runs into the re- There's a re- uh, Dom runs into the referees all the men are down but then Dom runs into the replacement referee that comes out for no reason and crossbodies Williams out of the ring Dom posts trick and then tosses him into the ring. He climbs the ropes for a frog splash, but Trick Williams avoids it and covers another visual win, but one, two, three, but there's no ref. Williams goes back to check on the ref, and Dom gets the belt, though, and he misses a swing. Williams then with a flying knee, boom, and he sends the belt into Dom's face to pick up the title, the win, and the pin. Trick Williams at the 9 minute 28 second mark, and he is your new NXT North American champion. Crowd was hot for Trick Williams. Chanting, waving their hands, holding up their signs. Trick's got real fandom here. I like what I see. I like the development. I like Dom passing this title over to Trick. Let's see what he does with the North American championship. Good stuff here. We're two for two on the NXT brand tonight. No Mercy continues with the NXT Tag Team Championships with the family versus OTM versus the Creed Brothers versus Garza and Carrillo. All right, so this one was a little bit of a jumbled mess. I don't want to criticize too bad and be negative, but uh, this one just kind of seemed all over the place for me. Uh, There was a great spot in the middle where all... You know, four guys getting suplexed, all four guys suplexing the other four guys. Um, This one, really, there's only two minutes at a time, but the tags are kind of a free-for-all. You can tag anybody, right? That's kind of is with these fatal four-way tag matches. Uh, The Creed Brothers are your technical. The Family's your champs. You know, we got a little bit of a fast-paced action. But ultimately, I found myself just not getting overly into this one maybe trick williams versus dom was fun and maybe the opening two matches were so much fun for me where uh things kind of just broke down in the middle we get some medical checks lorenzo uppercuts Humberto at one point uh but he gets tripped up on the ropes and angel knees him in the face we get a high low attack from angel and humberto uh, so then we kind of fast forward a little bit here we get uh Price hits a treep shot and then he uh, stalks Lorenzo, and clotheslines him into the corner. We get a chin lock from Price, but Lorenzo fights free and he just can't tag out, though. Fast forward even a little more, right? We get a little bit of Creeds in the action. We get a little Brugus going on. Shout out to the Creeds. I always kind of liked Creeds. They went to the same high school. Uh, Julius knees down Price and then hoist Vivo on his shoulders, but Huberto who hits the Doomsday dropkick, Angel with an assisted dropkick to Julius and then Brutus sends both Angel and Humberto out of the ring and then hits an absurd springboard cannonball into the pile of bodies. Lorenzo kicks Price and then he and Tony with a double back suplex for the one, the two, and the three. The family retains at the 12-minute mark on this one and keeps their titles and moves on. It was the right call here. It's the way they needed to go. They don't need to lose these titles anytime soon, certainly not to any of these teams. The only ones I really see that should maybe be is, you know, the Creed's, but they've had their time with the titles. They're getting to the bait roster, and they're very much needed. Speaking of very much needed, we need you guys over there. Follow me on Twitter, TwitterX, at the Brian Adkins. Um, you guys hit the like button on this, it helps me out a lot. I greatly appreciate that. Consider subscribing if you want, but check us out on the fans of ProWrestling.com. We got the wrestling fans inside podcast over there with my tag team stablemates Will, Heather, Carlos, John. Miss you guys. We'll get back at it soon enough. Let's get on and get back at it to the Heritage Cup for NXT, which is synonymous with the infamous No Way of Dar. This time he's taking on Pete Dunne. That's right, it's Butch. But when he goes back to NXT, he's Pete Dunne to me. So Butch is unimpressed with Dar as they tie up for the first round. Remember, multiple rounds on this one. Dar grabs the front face lock, and Butch counters into an arm attack. Dar misses the head kick. Butch grabs the front headlock, and both men miss kicks. Dar tries to stomp the hands of Dar, but Dar avoids that, and he whines about it. Butch unloads the chop, and Dar responds with a couple kicks. We get a side headlock from Dar. Then, some ropes running, and Butch levels Dar with a clothesline. Did I say Butch? I meant Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne goes for the fingers, and Dar and he's going for that separation but stomps them as well more finger work from Pete Dunn as the round ends then Dar hits a back elbow after the bell next round coming up round two ding 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 Dar comes out with a sound of the second round and lands a throw then sliding for an elbow for a one and a two Pete Dunn to the apron and Dar kicks him out in the face for a one and a two a few elbows back Dunn, or excuse me, Dar, but Butch catches him in the air. Hits him with an arm breaker, but Dar lands the kick for but- on to Pete Dunn and drop him with an elbow. Gibigiri attacks. Butch with a knee drop to the arm of Dar. The Shining Witcher from Pete Dunn and Dar rolls onto the apron. Butch goes for the bottom of beaten for a 15 count on this one. The ref gets distracted with a Mensa kick. In the face, allowing Dar to follow up with another kick and gets the first fall of this No M Dar Heritage Cup. Round three starts, ding ding ding, and Butch lands a knee but runs into a kick. Bit of a double cross body here. We get some flip outs with some German suplexes. Dar to the floor. But we'll say Butch this time. Happily moonsaults a to him. The crew gets into Butch's face to slow things up, hits him with a super kick in the ring, then tries a second rope, but Dart intercepts it with a kick. We then get a bitter end to pick up a pin, and we even things out one-to-one each going into the fourth round. I gotta say this. I like the Heritage Cup. It's fast-paced action. It's quick rounds. They find a way to tell different stories with a mid-card NXT talent. Again, we got Pete Dunn, a.k.a. Butch, coming down from the main roster to help Dara out, give him a little more exposure. But I, I like that this cup, I've said it once, i said it again, I like this cup gives Noam Dar an identity in NXT. Think million-dollar title. Think diamond ring from AEW. So round four starts and we Butch. Hits with some hot strikes, mounted elbows. Dar is fading, but he's knocked out. Dar tries a knee, but Butch grabs an ankle lock, and then Dar encounters into a rear naked choke. He gets free, but Dar hits him with an armbar. Rolls through and grabs his own armbar. Another escape. Dar rolls into a triangle choke, but Butch violently stomps on his hand to break the hold. And then a rolling release for a one and a two. Butch with some chops, darted through his leg. We go on, and then we fast forward a little bit. We get about eh, 10 seconds left in the round. And we see the end of the round with no result. Round 5 starts up. We get Dar slowly regaining consciousness after being choked out. They start trading blocks and blows. Dar escapes. Dar goes up to the top. Butch climbs up. Hits Dar with a Butterfly Suplex for just a 2 count. And at that point, we then get another kick out later with a series of moves for another 2 count. At this point, we get some German Suplex. We go on. That then sets Dar up, hitting a Nova Roller. But... Only a near fall. Bait has had enough of this. And he wipes out Minsa and Butch and hits the tiger driver for a one and a two. Dar avoids the bitter end and grabs the e bar 90 seconds left. The round is counting out. Butch rolls through and grabs the finger of Dar. He snaps him! He hits the bitter end for the one, the two. There's the arm bar for Butch. There's one minute left. Gallus attacks. Uh basically to ruin a perfectly good match overall but gallus interferes and in tax and butch dives on to them more distractions and we allow a discus layer from the gallus members to wipe out butch and dar pins them to retain the cup one two three noam dar is still your champion at the 18 minute 52 second mark fast paced action again like i said in the heritage cup i like these things Um, I like them because they're chewable chunks. You can see, and here's something to think about with these NXT Heritage Cup matches. Not only are they something different on the card, but they actually teach guys, training in progress, they teach them how to do their pacing in their matches, how to hit certain points in matches. Every match tells a story. There's a part one and part two, and then we go home with a part three, right? So these matches teach these guys how to hit segments in a match and do those storytellings and hit those certain points in the match. So again, think of a training side of an NXT. That's what the Heritage Cup really does for them guys from now. Let's move on, though, and talk about what we're going to do with none other than Carmelo, Melo, Melo, Hayes, And Ilya Dragunov basically going at it for this title and the rematch. This is the part two from their throwback. And we get a nice package rebuilding this rival from the Great American Bash back in July. Dragunov immediately lands a boot and unloads with a chop. So I like, I want to start off actually saying we get the Ilya Dragunov entrance first. Really cool with the red eyes, all that stuff. But then we get some very cool uh, entrance with Carmelo Hayes with jerseys showing of everybody he's beaten from Breaker to Dragonoff, and predicting that he's going to be Dragonoff Part 2 here. He's got Wesley on there. So it kind of reminds you of how well Carmelo Hayes has done as champion. It's very important for this matchup. If you're going to go the direction of passing a torch and passing a championship on, you want to make it to where Dragonoff lost to Hayes, yes, but he actually was able to, you know, climb the mount, fall off of it, and climb back to the top. So at this point, the match goes off like I said. Corner offense from Dragonoff, and again, he's all intensity. Stomps on Hayes. Another shot from Dragonoff, and remember, Hayes did not want Trick Williams helped on this. Due to the Great American Bash, he wanted to make sure that Hayes didn't help accidentally interfere on this one. To, that way Hayes knew he could beat Dragonoff on his own. We get strikes from Hayes, and then we get some corner work. Dragonoff avoids a springboard move, and he clobbers Hayes with a lariat. There's a time with Dragunov, a running boot, a bit of an anaconda joke uh, from Dragonoff, and then a knee to the head. More strikes from Dragonoff and he just is not letting Hayes find momentum. He's wanting to dominate. Dragonoff stomps and tells Hayes to bring more. Bring it, brother. And over and over and over again. Eventually Hayes lands strikes, but to that call, but Dragonoff drops him with a spinning kick to the neck. Another knee from Dragunov and more chops. Dragonoff lands some elbows and chops to the back of the neck again. A Kobasha chops in the corner. Dragunov catches Hayes in a spinning chop, starts unloading on Dragunov with his own chops, and chops, and stops, and chops, and stops. Oh, my. And then Hayes hits a strike, and both men are down. Boom, we get a little bit of a rest here. They trade some kicks to the mats, then. We eventually fast-forward, get a little bit of a springboard bulldog for a one and a two. Dragunov rolls up a shoulder up there. Um, Hayes tries to... Do a running move, but Dragunov blocks him and hits a German suplex. He holds on to him, though, almost Three amigo style. Rolls, and he, Hayes blocks out, a, he hits a second German suplex. And then Carmelo, Melo, Melo, Hayes, hits a third one. But he goes for it, but he gets blocked by that one. Dragunov with some elbows to the back. And Hayes comes off the rope and hits the La Mystica DDT for a great really near fall. We fast forward and we're going a little bit further in the match, and we hit a Death Alley driver into the corner. Dragunov climbs the ropes for a coast to coast dropkick. This time it hits. He tried it earlier, just a moment ago. He hits it the second time and he covers for a near fall. Dragunov then puts Hayes on the top rope, hits Hayes with a landing headbutt. Another headbutt, Hayes drops down. At this point, we go a little bit further, and these guys are back and forth, back and forth. They're just cruel to each other. They are in a rivalry. Dragunov's losing his mind. He sets for the Torpedo Moscow, but because it's all he's got left, but Hayes intercepts with a super kick, Shawn Michaels style, and hits a near fall. Both men pull themselves in the apron where Dragunov hits a kick, and then Hayes returns it. They trade slaps. Dragonoff calls on Hayes, for more, but they beat the crap out of each other either way. Hayes pulls Dragunov up and wants a suplex, which winds up being basically a kind of a gourd buster to the floor. Both men are down and hurting. They're in pain. They're in agony. Hayes was trying for the Black Crush, but it really didn't work out. Ultimately, they get back into the ring and Hayes goes to the top, the top, and Dragunov counters with a, the nothing but net with a lariat. Hayes is down again. Dragunov is selling his hurt arm after the lyric he climbs the ropes he goes for the h-bomb which connects one two three Ilya dragunov at the 21 minute mark is your new nxt champion this is a very interesting note here i like dragunov this champion i get into his character i'm I'm into it i like mellow too I liked their first match at the Great American Bash. Maybe it just had more of that main event feel. But I enjoyed this match. It was just a different style of match. I don't know if this match needs a third one. I wouldn't mind it, but we'll see. Ultimately, though, this was not in the main event tonight. But I will say I am excited to see what Dragonoff does in his future. I've said it once. i said it again. I do believe that Dragunov should be the guy to eventually take the Intercontinental title off of Guntha. Let's get to the main event. NXT Bex. Your NXT Women's World Champion versus the Tiffy Top, the Barbie stop, Tiffany Stratton. Everything pink for her. This is an extreme championship matchup. Hardcore rules. Immediately, Becky comes out, and I was noticing Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are basically the same character. Similar wardrobes, similar styles, very flashy, but ultimately, Becky brings a shopping cart immediately with her plungers to the ring. Stratton has brass knuckles that she's holding backwards. Um, Basically, Becky hits a kendo stick shot, and then they use some headbutts, more kendo stick shots. as Becky's chasing Stratton into the crowd. There's no escape for Becky. Becky bounces Stratton into the guardrail. If you can. Stratton fights back. Becky um grabs like a gold plastic chain type thing from a fan in the crowd. I'm assuming he was put there by the production crew, but you know he just he stood out a little too much. But he grabs that. She grabs it. She smacks Stratton with it. She high fives the fan. They fight all the way up the steps, and then they come all the way back down, probably because they had to give the chain back to him. But ultimately, looks like Stratton is bleeding already in the matchup as they, you know, get, maybe it was one of the guardrails or something, but all the way up. Eventually, we fight back at the ringside area, but Stratton catches, and jumping Becky with a kendo stick, and it slams her into the ring. Stratton gets in the ring steps. He hits, she hits Becky, and then hits a suplex on the floor. In the ring, we get Stratton with a hip attack, and then a runny double stop for a one, and a two. Stratton goes under the ring, and then we replay. So, um, she gets under the ring. She comes back from under the ring. Looks like we got a toolbox involved now. She opens it up, hit her. She hits her with the toolbox. Then she opens up, finds a crescent wrench, a really big crescent wrench. Smacks her Becky with it. Now she grabs a crowbar. Doing her best crowbar, Jones impersonation stratton hits becky with that too boom to the moon back into the box stratton finds a chain looks like more of a real chain not a plastic chain punches becky with it we now get a hammer from stratton becky avoids the shot in the corner this time the hammer winds up flying over through the ring becky gets caught with a side slam for it too the crowd still wants the tables Stratton has a chair instead they seem to be okay with that Stratton whacks Becky with the chair kind of alluding to how she attacked her previously leading into this matchup good psychology there Becky fights back with strikes Stratton rolls through on the body we get the exploder from Becky and then she heads to the top for a drop kick Stratton rolls out of the ring there's a, a baseball slide from Becky and she has to stop and start again a little bit Becky then hits Stratton with the shopping cart again So at this point, we got the bag. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Is it thumbtacks? No, it's catered for Tiffany Stratton. It's Barbie doll parts. Dismantled Barbie doll parts. Becky Lynch was probably that girl that dismantled all the Barbie dolls when she was a kid. And she put them in this bag just in time for this matchup with Stratton. So she throws those on the thing. She eventually didn't get does a move right on to Stratton. Right on to the Barbie dolls spread throughout the ring. Not kidding you here. Can't make this up. Becky then to the top. She misses a flying um, move, basically. It kind of turned into nothing. Stratton hits Becky a few times before dropping Becky into a spine buster for a two count. Stratton goes to the back of the ring. Sends in a number of chairs. Back in the ring, Stratton tries to power down Becky. but counters it to a hip onto the chairs. that Becky grabs an arm bar stratton rolls under the ropes and picks becky up for the power bomb onto the half so the ring steps into the ring and stratton gets another two count stratton wants the prettiest moonsault ever but catches becky on the ropes Speaking of to catch and we're gonna catch up and fast forward a little bit of on this one because it was a little bit of a longer hardcore style match but stratton and then avoids a manhandle slam She sets Becky in a chair and then hits a senton onto her, giving her best Jeff Hardy impersonation. Stratton then sets Becky on a regular table. She goes to the top, hits the swanton again onto Becky, and the table kind of breaks but doesn't really break through, so the framing kind of was still in place, but the table broke, but the table kind of remained. Then... uh, at this point, we didn't get a second attempt when the table does break. Back into the ring, we get another swanton bomb from Stratton and a near fall. And on the floor, Stratton tries a moonsault, but Becky avoids it and hits the manhandle slam on the floor. Stratton gets back in the ring, but we only get one and a two, taking this match home for the final run. Becky wants the disarmer, but Stratton rolls through, hits the... The finley roll as a nice nod, I bet, and then pile of chairs on Becky to avoid the prettiest moonsault ever, and hits the manhandle slam onto the chairs. One, two, three. Becky retained at the 20 minute 22nd 20 mark. Post match, we get Becky with the belts, or I should say belt, not Becky two belts anymore. Stares down Tegan Knox, who's in the crowd. And at that point, that is the end of this main event matchup. There was a part with a um, baseball bat with barbed wire. But man, it just didn't look realistic to me. Um, I think the wire, I I swear it was made out of foam. But uh, anyway, it was very in and out in this match. I know they were probably nodding to Mick Foley there. However, we do get a really good match. Now, I will say, I do think that Hangman Page and Swerve might have ruined hardcore matches for me with that brutal death match. But I will say it made me kind of like feel like this was a lighter version of a hardcore match even though that was not the case. Um, If you watch the match itself it was actually a good fun match. And I do applaud and I think NXT made the right move putting this in the main event of NXT No Mercy. I think it just fits the vibe it fits the theme And I think No Mercy does tell the tale of Stratton versus Lynch very well. Also, another story in the night. We get a little backstage scene of... uh, We get a backstage scene of Trick Williams approaching. Hayes in the locker room looking disappointed. Carmelo looking a little ashamed. But you got Trick Williams that's got his back. He reassures his fallen friend. And Maybe it's a general tease to these two probably fighting someday for the NXT North American title, maybe. But let's move ahead to our final thoughts. I gotta say, uh, for me, this was an open and closed in show. I liked the first two matches and the last two matches. Um, I feel like there was some fun mixed in the middle, but ultimately it was patch the torch NXT it was a veteran of the ring with an up and coming training in progress star like I promised you guys this is training in progress Corbin, Breaker, Hayes well not so much Hayes and Dragunov but Lynch, Stratton another great example Um, I think it showed a lot I think they put on a good show I'm starting to like NXT more and more still my booty call Still randomly when I can pick it up and catch up. But I do say it's enjoyed programming. Good time. No alcohol required. Guys, those are my final thoughts and results. Thank you for joining me as always. Let's get into Mania season. Let's watch wrestling and just enjoy life in general. Thank you again. Guys, thanks for watching. Like, share, subscribe, and it's not goodbye. It's game over.